Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Yes, it's the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy. With me, as always, is lovely and talented Mr. Hey, everybody. How are you? Oh, how are you today, Patrick? I'm very, very well. I got a nice, well, good night's sleep last night. Looking yeah, me too. having tomorrow off. Ooh, for what? Veterans Day. Veterans Day. Day. Oh, yes. that's right. Yes. My job yeah. has Veterans Day as one of their many holidays. We used Ten to get holidays. that. I think the first year I worked at, and then they gave it to us as a float. I don't remember how it worked, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we used to get veterans and something else, and then they were like, how about two floaters instead? And everybody went, well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather have days I can plan on. Yeah, That's I can understand that. But if you want, here's the thing. If you want Veterans Day, nobody else is taking it off at my place. Uh, that's true. I guess you nobody's said you're taking it off. Yeah, nobody's taking it off. Nobody like it's it's easier to I think for manufacturing, it's easier if a couple people take off one day than the place is closed. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. That's, that's I think my guess. Yeah, yeah. You'd like to think it would work that way for a utility as well, but nope, nope. <laughs> you know, everybody, nobody can do nothing. Exactly. Now, do you guys have a skeleton crew in case something goes pear shaped or no? Nope. Nope. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. If they need to call you in, the world is falling apart because the amount of money that they would have to pay to call us in is insane. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got a somewhat shorter episode today, everybody, um, because we're, I tell you, we had a good week last week and it's like they cashed in all their chips and they're like, well, we got nothing. Uh, (laughs) Well, everybody. I was just listening to the past episode that we just had, and you pointed mm. out a very good reason why they did have two different special episodes. Oh, the Olympics, yeah, exactly, right. exactly. Well, I don't even, I don't even mean just that. I mean the Leo episode too is a a comparative stinker compared to what we got last week, and last week's was nuts. Oh, last but, week's was nuts, but entertaining. This one was a fever dream at best, but let's <laughs> and let's, still not entertaining. Yeah, not particularly. I, there's, uh, I'll, we'll get to it. There was one scene that I, I absolutely, I clapped in my living room for because okay. it was so well done. But um, the rest of it, I was like, "What is that?" Yeah. So yeah. yeah, but yeah, the oh, oh the rating. The rating went down the whole nine yards. Yeah, I was oh, looking at God. it yesterday. Um, <laughs> but yeah, special episode, Bonds of Masters and Disciples. Yeah. Uh, air date of 11-6-2020. Uh, we have no writer or anything because it's a clip show. Yep. Clip show. yep. Um, it is a special episode of Ultraman Z airing between episodes 19 and 20. So I guess it's 19.5. I you, guess. If you're a guy who likes the number stuff. Um, <laughs> together with our protagonist Haruki uh, Natsukawa the young warrior Ultraman Zet has gained a new power and once again reaffirmed the bonds of friendship now Zet looks back on the battles he has fought with Zed and or I'm sorry with Zed yeah with Zero and Jeed <laughs> if you well, put them both mentor, together you get Zed yeah that's right <laughs> you know I think they missed an opportunity there to, to have another merge during the Jeed uh during the G times for Ultraman Z. Oh, then give they were, them time. They, they've got letters to get through. Give them time. <laughs> <get to it. laughs> he 
even Zet could merge with Jeet at some point for Ultraman Z. It, oh, good God. There's lots of things to do. Um, so his mentor, Zero, reminisces about passionate bonds formed by his juniors. Don't miss the special highlights reel as Ultraman Z enters its endgame and approaches its climax. You could have missed the special episode. Oh, it's you absolutely very- could have. It was- <laughs> we should have missed it, but we do watch these things. Yeah, I mean... Look, did I pay a lot of attention to it? Not really. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I paid. It, I, I I usually get front and back of a full page. I got a, about a three quarters on the first page because right, there wasn't it was, really a whole heck of a lot to race. No, it was clip shows. It was okay. Yeah. Here's our fight against Grisa. Okay, good. Yeah. Then we had Ultraman Zero talking about his time with Leto, <laughs> which was yeah. nice to remind us of how awesome Leto was. I um, do like that part. And yeah. just in case you hadn't seen that series, which we, of course, watched, yeah. you can say, oh, wait, maybe I should go back and watch that series. Which I don't think there's a maybe involved. Yeah, there's a no maybe <laughs> involved. That's a great series. Ultraman G is a lot of fun. Um, I like the Leto and Zero combination. That mm-hmm. We commented on it any number of times while we were watching the series, so I'll say yeah, it again. Guy's, guy's a great physical comedian. Um I just, I'd like to. I, I really should be doing my due diligence and following up what he's doing. You know yeah, what I mean? That's fine. Um, that's fine. Yeah. Um, oh, and then we had uh, a scene from uh, what we haven't seen. What I believe was from the Ultraman Ginga S movie, um, which I've seen, uh, but have not yet. Uh, we have not gotten there. Oh, we, is that we, what the battle was? With I the... believe so. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to look. The Ultraman Ginga S movie, um, which is available coincidentally on what our, our mini episode is going to be this week, the Ultraman Ginga box set from uh, Mill Creek. Uh, ah. So, yeah, that's got Ginga the series, Ginga S the series, Ultraman Ginga S the movie, Showdown, the 10 Ultra Warriors, ah. and Ultra Fight Victory. Okay. But, yeah, or as I like to refer to Ginga S the movie as. Ultraman Ginga S the movie. Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> because th- that movie relies so heavily on so many people showing up that I don't know. It's uh, astounding. I got you. Yeah. I got you. There's so many parts of that movie where they're like, it's you. And I'm like, who? Who's this guy? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair yeah. Enough. I, I, I watched that movie as if I was, it, it seemed like I had suffered a traumatic brain injury. Oh and, God, no! Like it's memento. <laughs> like I should have written oh. things down. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Put I it on the back of whatever. Yeah, I should have known what this was. What is it? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so it's you know uh, we're looking forward to that. Um, but um, you know maybe next year uh, Ultraman Ginga could be the Twelve Days of Ultraman because it's only twelve episodes. We could do that. I, yeah, but then, I leave that to your better graces. I, I'm thinking I, I would kind of maybe want to do Ultra Q next year. Um, and then the 12 Days of Ultraman could be uh, the Neo Ultra Q that came out this year. Um, well, that was released on Blu-ray this year. The Neo uh, Ultra Q is also 12 episodes. Okay. So, but whichever have, one you think is better. Like I said, I leave it to your better judgment. And that's why we're in the mess we're in today, Patrick. <laughs> I, think, I think that's been proven. Anyhow, um, but yeah, there isn't much to say about the stock footage episode other than it's a stock footage episode. If you yes. 
need to see stock footage ups. I don't think there's nothing new came in it. It was all just there's a little bit of Haruki new footage and guys monologue. in suits. Yeah, it's guys in suits I'm monologuing. Guys yeah. in suits monologuing. That's it. <laughs> like, I mean, it, aggressive head nodding. Yes, yeah. this is a, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this yes, and then the bonds of friendship. Mm, all right, and yeah, it's fine, fine. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah, I get clip episodes. I'm fine. I don't have to like them, but I know I will watch them because yeah. you never know. They could be something. Yeah. Well, I think uh. once we see once once we see the things that say special episode, we yeah. know that it's clippier than normal. <laughs> I think that's Fair the enough. problem. Yeah. So I think I think we're just gonna we're not even gonna take a break, Pat. We're gonna go right into um, Leo. the Ultraman Leo episode 26. My goodness, that is. Japan Masterpiece Folklore Series. Hold on, I gotta close the Best Buy pop-up. Ultraman King versus the Magician. Like, they're yes. putting it right up on Front Street. Like, they didn't... This is what uh, you're gonna say, get ready. Yeah, oh, also, they didn't even, like, give you the surprise of Ultraman King. They're like, no, he's here. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, this is the debut of Ultraman King, by the way. Oh, is um, it really? Yeah. Okay, that's something interesting, then. Yeah. I'm not saying this episode wasn't interesting oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm telling you it's a fever dream uh 10 4 <laughs> of 1974 june oki is our director shigumatsu taguchi is our screenwriter and the special skill director is again shohei tojo it had a viewer rating of 8.4 percent oh we went back down again yeah that is like a full four percent thereabouts less than the rhinoceros beetle is a space invader yeah yeah and that one was bad <laughs> again i think i'm i think that they have to be a shirt <laughs> no one will get it also no one will get it but <laughs> I think that they will have to ask and that'll give you your intro oh, and explaining why we have a podcast i've considered making a button set for the podcast for people who uh, want to support the show, and like that would be a great thing to write on a button. Yes, yeah. people would be like, "What in the hell is you? What?" <laughs> and just at the bottom, UltramanPodcast.com. You know, um, yeah, that that's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, so this is the twenty-sixth episode of Ultraman Leo. It is the first of seven episode story arc of the Japan Masterpiece Folklore series. Um, and this is the debut of Ultraman King. Um, so we have an alien who is a space wizard, okay? Yes. His name is uh, Pressure Station or Alien Pressure. Um, by the way, don't want this guy to come back with the also-rans. Can I just really? Say that? Yeah, no. You're just, allowed to say whatever you want. I don't really care. I was just kind of figuring all the also rans you'd he's want. He's terrible. He's terrible. <laughs> like the the outfit is terrible. The, Come on, it's better than the mask queen. is terrible. <laughs> all right, you do get good point. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'd rather go as as alien clean than alien pressure uh, okay. to as some sort of Halloween. Uh, extravaganza. That said, Alien Pressure does have a nice whacking stick, 
that yes. you could use. Yes. You know, that's and he it. uses it for multiple different things, which is oh, also whacking and shooting stuff out uh, of and shooting stuff out of the front of it. Which okay, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he is uh, his pre- his subtitle is Pressure Monster Man. Um, his other subtitle is Alien Pressure Ability School Medium Sized Performer. Okay, I guess. <laughs> All right. Now, again, this is according to the Ultraman Wiki. Um, so th- someone did the Take translation, the so I don't have to. Um, exactly. So Alien Pressure was an um, alien magician with vast magical powers housed in his staff. He first appeared in a train yard. Um, where he was cha- well, we open up with the with Mac or with the with at the gymnastics school. Right, they were had kids doing all sorts of exercise outside. Right. And this other kid, um, whose name escapes me at the moment because they didn't, didn't write it down because I thought it would be in the damn. <laughs> I didn't write it down because I didn't think it would be important. Yeah, no, oh, of course not. Um, maybe, maybe it's in here somewhere. Um, but anyhow, this oh, kid. So, no, his name is Tetsuo. I just Tetsuo, said, yeah, that's right. Because I wanted Tetsuo. to make a Tetsuo the Iron Man joke, and I forgot. But anyway, little ah. Tetsuo, um, is, his mom shows up, who, and his mom is disarmingly attractive, even though they're trying to not make her attractive with oh, no, a they, bad they, suit. And they but she's got a good face. Enough. She's got a nice mm-hmm. face and a bad seventies perm, dude. That yeah, oh, perm yeah. is the worst. That is a fully seventies perm. Yeah, I gave it a full ten yeah. out of ten. Yeah, uh, you know, for a 70s perm. suit is polyester. The perm is oh, yeah. ridiculously seventies, super tight perm. Um, <laughs> surprisingly modern-looking glasses. I guess those have come back. But um, yes, that's basically it. The retro glasses are what she was wearing because that's when they were in style at the yeah, time. Yeah, when they were unretro, right? <laughs> when they were n- neutral. When they were new. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love when when Gen is like, you know, she's not half bad. I'll try charming her, and she's like, now get out. <laughs> <laughs> she's like Tetsuo's leaving. He's gonna do calligraphy classes, and oh, Ken's like, yeah. "What? I guess if that's what you like?" Uh, yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, he needs to be able to get into a good college, and somersaulting's not gonna help, basically." So, and, and I don't see how calligraphy helps you get into a new college or a good college. I don't quite get that one. I don't know. I've never taken the Japanese Japan? SATs. Um, oh, okay, okay, that's a fair point. I well, I don't know if it's. I don't know if calligraphy is the right translation, but it's definitely, and he definitely looks like he's doing old school calligraphy. Like, and I don't oh, know. Oh, he's got the, the, brush he's got the full pen. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's yeah. got everything ready to go for what very much looks like calligraphy. And you yeah. got to figure Japanese is better for calligraphy because it is more stylistic. But yeah. I don't see how that that is very important for getting into a good college. But I'm not in Japan either, so I can't yeah. answer. Yeah. I also, I, every time you see these poor kids doing their homework on the floor, my knees hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, could you give the kid a little snack table? It's like anything. Like, I know, I know. oh, it's. I feel so bad. Now, granted, that's a cultural difference, and perhaps the Japanese have harder knees than I do. Um, I'd say that's, <laughs> considering the state of my knees, that's probably Probably fair. true. Probably yeah, sure. true. That's fair. Um, but, yeah, so and poor Gen is just like, oh, that poor kid. Like, he, even, <laughs> even Ben's like, like, that woman is that's, that's rough, man. And, <laughs> 
so um and then the the kids are looking for no the the, uh, the monster appears in a train yard uh where he was chased by mac to a quarry right and then is that what that him. was was a train yard because that did look very very odd yeah it's very yeah, yeah well because remember he he um shows up and does the wiggle waggle with the staff and then the train the the the, oh, he picks up the, the trains. trains. Yeah, 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 the trains yeah, yeah. come the up. The buildings come up, and then he starts doing some crazy dance, and they start wobbling. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You're like, I see what you're trying to make happen here. Didn't and really I see look what good. you're making happen here. Yeah, <laughs> and now <laughs> you know, go together. Look, it just didn't really go together. I feel like they're just trying to, like, they're trying to. They're trying to. They're swinging for the fences, but this one whiffed. They are swinging for the fences, completely yeah. missing. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, completely missing. Yeah. So he he frightens he frightens Tetsuo and his mom. Um, it's because he runs into their house and they they try hiding, but he uses his magic powers. He destroys a bunch of objects in their room, i.e., knocks over a bookshelf and yeah, stuff like that. Much. Yeah. Pretty much. And then um, he. Uh, he's waiting outside, which was look. I'll say that's effective. He, they're like they're freaking out in the apartment, and he just leans on the door and waits. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'll just do whatever nefarious thing I want to do to them when they finally decide to see if I'm still out here because they can't look through the people because I'm <laughs> under it. And then Max shows up, and um, he busts into the uh, busts into the apartment and holds the family hostage in a magnetic field. Um, but and I like the fact that they use that weird lens to show you that that is how he was holding them. Yeah, yeah. I did like that. I thought that was effective. Yeah. Um, again, this episode is has really good parts. Right. But the but sum of the parts is awful. Yeah. You can say it. You can, I will say it. You can say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like building a Pinto out of nothing but space age technology. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It really should work. It just doesn't. Yeah. You get, you know what? If they brought this guy back now, I'm, I'm, I admit I'm backpedaling here with modern <laughs> special effects. They might be able to, and a new suit. Let's, Let's yeah, also, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Got to have a new suit. Let's also special effects. Spruce him up a little good. bit. Yeah, you could probably do an effective alien pressure story. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, and, and he doesn't seem to have any motivation other than being a colossal jerk. Yeah. Like that's it. Like that's he, all he does. Yeah. That's all he does. Yeah. He's he's Johnny Instigator, and <laughs> he just wants to be a complete. Tween and yeah, it's, pretty much, yeah. So the family he manages to fight off again and the other two Mac guys and escapes. The family's unharmed, but they're completely uh and reasonably terrified. Um, well, no, see, the problem here now is the woman isn't grateful to them. The kid is like, Oh, you should thank them, they helped us, and she's like, No, that's, that's, that's their, their job. job. Yeah, you, you want to go, um, yeah, it's also a fireman's job to get you out of a fire. You might want to say thanks because next time he might not. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, Gan also Gan has probably received his twelfth concussion of the series at this oh, point. Oh, easily. 
Easily. He gets knocked in the head every other day. Even this one, he's like really rubbing his shoulder like, oh, that really hurt. <laughs> um, so uh, Gen is very frustrated by his inability to beat the alien in hand-to-hand combat. Now, Pressure uses his magic to leave smoke high in the air before appearing and unleashing explosions on the surrounding area. We see Momoko and uh, the kids and the little kids, uh, Kaori is like, can rainbows turn to smoke? That seems weird. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so he does all sorts of crazy stuff. Like levitates houses and throws them around. Um, those little fireballs on the strings. Th- that was that was okay. Yeah. But, I mean, you could see the strings is the problem. Yeah. Look, in the opening <laughs> of Ultraman Leia, week after week, we see that ship take off that had the very square looking one. Yep. yep. And you can see the wires holding it up. Yep. Every week. I know. I know. I know. In the opening credits, you know what you're signing up for. You're like, all right. All right, all right we're going to see some strings here. Let's yeah. go. That's the thing about, uh, like, the, first, the, the final episode of the original Ultraman, when you watch it cleaned up, because uh, it's got all the, the Zeton spaceships coming in, right? The saucers. Right. It is string city. It's uh, like an orchestra seat. It's, it's like an orchestra <laughs> section. It's, it's, it's crazy. There's so many strings um, because there's a lot of smoke going on. So you see them really clearly, but that's not uh, even uh, What are you going to do? Um, not much. Not if much. somebody decided to digitally clean it up, people would be mad. They'd be like, no, yeah, you got to leave the effects that were there. Yeah, there. It's, I'm, I'm of this. Doctor Who did this on their DVDs a lot. They would do add new digital special effects. But yeah. When you started the episodes, you had the choice. Do you want to watch it original or do you want to watch it with the new effects? Which is nice because you're like, well, one, I get a little replay value out of this because I can watch both. Um, right, right. And you're like, no, I want to watch the original or I want to watch the, the new one. Yeah. So you, you, you get, get the, the you get the option. Right, right. Yeah. I know the Star Trek DVDs I bought had the upgraded special effects. And I'm like, mm-hmm. No, I, I want the old... Bad '60s special effects. I I understand they can touch it up. Yeah, I thought it looked. I thought they looked pretty good though because they made them look like sort of modely. No, no, it it really took. I mean, the old stuff you knew. Oh yeah, there's a model. There's a model. Oh yeah, yeah. The new stuff you're like, no, it it's not really a good model. Even I mean, they're fantastic models, but then the problem is. It doesn't jive with anything else in the series. Yeah, no, it it's doesn't like, give you the option. Um, no, not the, that I've oh, seen. That's, that's I, I've tried to look for it, and I have not seen it. So it's no, a pain that's a shame. Learned. Yeah, that's yeah. a shame. And I really do want to get the original series on disc, but it, it's just—it's so far down on the list. No, I know, I know. Yeah. When you fall into that million dollars, that'll be right there. <laughs> oh yes that that will be a that will be a beautiful and ugly day. Boy, <laughs> the amount of boxes that are coming. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's going to be bad. <laughs> so, yeah, then he shoots fireballs around, and, of course, Mac shows up. Um, now, here's the thing. <laughs> so the Mac guys have pretty uh, ridiculous outfits, but right. they do appear to be some sort of paramilitary. They got helmets. They got, uh, like, uh, they holsters. Spaceships and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, like. There's little gear pockets that appear to have either pens or tiny explosives. We're not sure. Um, 
that's been such a great sci-fi trope is the tiny pen pockets oh, yeah, that yeah. have cylinders in them that are <laughs> maybe match markers. I don't know. <laughs> um, but the girls look like they work at hot dog on a stick. Yeah. They don't look good. <laughs> they, they don't, they don't look anything like the guys, which is not good. Right. They have like these bad <clears throat> skirts with horrible thick piping on them. Yeah, um, it's not good. Welcome to the Science Patrol Fashion Corner, you guys. Fuji <laughs> <laughs> at do. least ran around in a jumpsuit. Yes. And Yuri from Ultra 7 runs around in a jumpsuit. Yes. What, how come you got to... In the 70s, you can't do it when in the 60s them up. you could. Right. Yeah. Why are you skirting them up, guys? Come on. Well, I'm, like I said, which one was it? X, where they had the girl in the super-duper short shorts that we commented on every single time? Yeah, but that wasn't a uniform. She just she just, she just had super-duper short hot. shorts. Yeah, she just dressed hot. <laughs> Whatever she was comfortable in, you leave her alone, Pat. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, she wore tiny little cut-off shorts all the time. And yeah, a, yeah. she was grunge. She had a red flannel shirt and a sword. Sure, As, sure. Remember the grand movement when everybody had swords and flannel shirts? Sure. <laughs> oh, but anyway, anyway, yeah. So, uh, and then you know, Mac shows up with a weird Mac car and whatnot. Um, <laughs> now, the thing I did like was the fact that the alien was able to freeze the Mac ship in yeah. the air. Yep, that and was then neat. Put it on the wand, and he, no, he lays on his wand. Yeah. and floats around on the top of his wand, which. Okay, I know that's compositing. I get it. But it's an interesting sh shot. No, anyway. I don't think they composited that. I think that was an empty suit. And I'll tell no, you No, that was compositing. No, it was not composited. It was, it's definitely, that is an empty suit hung by wires. Because when Ultraman Leo does show up moments later, he kicks out the, he kicks out the, the he kicks out the, the, the staff, right? Right. And he's still spinning. He grabs him by the feet and just throws him off screen. True, true, fair, fair, fair. It is so great. <laughs> I was like, all right, now we're in. This is going to be spectacular. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, all right, Leo shows up. This is going to be. And, but the fight is sort of underwhelming. Um, well, and then it gets to the ultra ridiculous where the magician shrinks Leo. Oh, yeah. It's got to be an inch or two, something like well, that. Well, action figure size, because we see, well, hold on. He shrinks Leo really tiny and throws him in a balloon, <laughs> inflates it, and then lets it go. So it, it uh, you know, toddles off into the sky. Now, right. Karu and um, what's his face are. Uh, looking for Gen. They can't find Gen anywhere. So uh, the, the kids and um, Tetsuo are like, we're going to go look. Then meanwhile, Tetsuo's mom rolls up on a bike and starts yelling at Tetsuo. Of course. She, of course. You were that. supposed to be in calligraphy still. Yeah. We all have that one friend whose mom comes and gets him when they're out playing and you're just yeah. like, oh, it's so uncomfortable. Sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could help you. I'm not yeah. going to. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm seven. I can't do anything about this. Thing. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. So he's like, but well, we have to look for Rotori side. And she's like, No, you have to go and write with a brush. <laughs> oh, 
So, Lord. yeah. So, okay, fine. They find the balloon uh, and they try to get it out of a tree. It's hanging in a tree. Um, and, of course, they they pop it. Right, right. Sends this tiny figure of Ultraman Leo, which is a tiny bullmark vinyl figure of Ultraman Leo. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, the thing's worth a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the time, it wasn't. Now, right. Oh, no, was. at the time, it was, you know, probably a hundred yen or something like that. Right. probably a dollar super cheap yeah, a dollar or something. So, but they use a couple of different scale bullmark vinyl figures, which yeah. I thought was great. Um, and made me real jealous. I don't have any, um, <laughs> one of them looked like the kind they did a, they did a series where I think they're eight inches. I'll be corrected if I'm wrong. Of um, course. Where, the heads, you can pull the mask off, and it's the host. So, like, the, you, you have Ultraman Leo, and you pull the mask off, and it would be um, you should, you again. and then you would get the Ultra 7 1, and you pull the mask off, and it would be Dan Moriboshi. And they did I a gotcha. whole series of them, and they're stupendously expensive. Like, oh my god, I can imagine because people kids actually played with them. Oh, yeah, they got thrown out by the bu bucket load. Exactly, they're all rotting in a Japanese landfill somewhere. <laughs> Just um, fair warning I know you don't have a time limit on yours. It we have about 11 minutes. Okay, we're almost done. Okay, Just um, to give you an idea, yeah. So they're like, we don't know what to do. This, this, you know, Mac is like, we don't have a, a we don't have Ultraman Leo, nobody knows where Ken is. So Leo's. Leo goes into um uh what goes into the it? Mac headquarters. Well, no, Leo goes into a it goes he's, he goes down the river in like a in like a oh, cup some sort or of a red cap. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it got to be great. some sort of red they cap. Show the, they show the little they show the little uh, the little the toy. little figurine inside the cap, which was yeah, great. from a, from a distance, and then they show like the up close, and he's like rowing the thing <laughs> yeah, with a toothpick or whatever it is. Yeah. So then, yeah, you're right. He does go to um, headquarters, and he's like, "Hey, uh, Moriboshi's like, all right, this is a." Uh, he goes, "How are you still there?" He goes, "Apparently, my time limit doesn't work while I'm this small, conveniently for humor purposes." Of course, um, of course. So he drives. Uh, Moriboshi drives uh, Ultraman Leo to the scene where uh, the monster is again attacking. And now, have you we seen that? Did you notice that Moriboshi's personal Mac car is a Honda Civic? Is that what it was? Because I was yeah. trying to figure out what kind of car that was. You get, I'm like, that's a Honda. And I looked at the thing. And it's, oh, it's a Civic. It's a, a two-door hatchback, you guys. And it's uh, it's the 70s, so you know it's brown. So Of course it was brown. Yeah. Of course it was brown. But it was painted with the uh, Mac. Oh, yeah. There's some stripey stuff on it. Whatnot. And he... Flies into action as the tiny action figure. It's amazing. Yes. <laughs> uh, so everything seems hopeless. Uh, but then there's lightning, and we get the mythical form of Ultraman King. Right, right. So he shows up and uses his king hammer to undo Pressure's curse and return Ultraman Leo to full size. I'm glad he had that power. Yeah, of course. Uh, again, <laughs> Ultraman King's got plot armor, so he's fine. Um, he then... Presented Leia with the Ultra Mantle, which he uses to block uh, Pressure Sage's fire, and he turns it into an umbrella. And right. 
I swear I lost consciousness a couple times during this because <laughs> I was trying to remember how this all panned out. And I'm like, I, don't, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know how this works. I don't know. I, I just went with, okay, this is just script magic. This is, I need to get this done. So this is how we're going to do this. Right. That's exactly what it was. So yeah, the King Flasher fired by Ultraman King and Leo fires the shooting beam and they blow alien pressure up. And oh, oh my, what exactly? Exactly. And yeah. for some reason, now Leo gets some sort of armlet from Ultraman King. Oh, which, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. I wonder if that's the mantle in an armlet thing. I, 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 I have no idea. I have no do, idea. Let's do what did you think, Pat? Entertaining or no? <sighs> no, no, I was not <laughs> yeah. entertained. No, I was, it I was, was bonkers. Yeah. They were, like you said. They were bits that were good. Right. But the total was not good at all. And right. It yeah. It's just That's completely it bonkers. All right. We're going to do a quick monster minute for alien pressure. He is from the planet pressure. Of course. Um, 80 kilograms to 29,000 tons, 100, 1.95 to 47 meters tall. Okay. Uh, his first appearance, Ultraman Leo episode 26, latest appearance, new Ultraman red suit in episode 14, burn Leo, the lion's eyes shine. Um, that is a like a flashback kind of show. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like they, they, they think they're like five or ten minutes. All right, fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's it for basically that episode. What's our time check on there, Pat? Since you uh, have the seven same, minutes, seven minutes. I can do this in seven minutes. Um, we mentioned a Doctor Who episode last week, and Emma Mueller uh, was kind enough to remind me on the uh, Facebook group that it is the Mind Robber. The Mind yes, Robber with that. Patrick Troughton, where they had to extend it from four episodes to five. That's why they did the one episode where it's completely white. Yeah, then because then they don't have they to had, pay for a full set. And then right, they had nothing. They had no money. They're like, well, we can do it in the white room. You know? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah pretty much. So that's, that's <laughs> creative solutions. Like when, and they, she even says uh, that that whole production was plagued with uh, problems. The actor who plays Jamie came down with, I think, chickenpox or measles or something. And oh. couldn't, couldn't be in it. So the villain turns him into a cardboard thing, turns him right. literally into a stand-up. And then the and doctor... Way, just a cardboard cutout. Or even better, the doctor turns him back human, but it's a different actor because the doctor didn't do it properly. Oh. <laughs> so it's an actor named Hamish something or other. And... He has an adventure with doc, the doctor. Then he becomes cardboard again and then becomes regular Fraser Hines, Jamie. Oh, good God. That's thinking. Yeah. yeah. Like there's yeah, there's an episode of where one of it's either first or second doctor where uh, the doc, the actor wanted to go on vacation for two weeks. So they just had the doctor uh, knocked out in a coma for two weeks. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That'll do it. That'll yeah. do it. All right. So... Uh, anyway, guys, rate, review, subscribe. Thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Um, I think that's it. So on behalf of the Science Patrol, oh, I know. I need to announce that the Festival of uh, Merriment, Fest 4, A New Hope, will be, of course, airing on Christmas, and we're going to be watching Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, the Christmas episode. And you want to uh, tell them what we're going to do for the 12 Days of Ultraman or not yet? 12 Days of Ultraman. We're going to be covering Ultraman Orb Origin Saga. And those yes. that will be airing daily uh, from January, January, 
December 26th straight through for the next 12 days. Um, there will be some special things going on for Festival of Merriment. I don't have them nailed down yet, um, but uh, watch this space. Guys. And uh, <laughs> that is it. Um, so on behalf of Science Patrol, my name is Rich Conroy. I'm Pat Rooney. Sorry for you guys. Take care, everybody. Right back back. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast.